this storm, Lord, we will continue to praise you. You are our King. You are our Father. And I can see a light that is coming for the heart that owns on. There will be an end to these troubles, but until that day comes, Lord, still we will praise you. everybody it's so good to be with you again today and to uh, share with you the next part of our series about saying yes and uh, today we're talking about saying yes to purpose a uh, purpose is such an important concept and uh, desire that we all have is to know our purpose and what it is that we are here in this world for and today I'd like to do is what I'd like to do is to share with you a bit about Perhaps my personal experience about purpose and how I view it and what it looks like to find purpose as well as just, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people that I've had conversations with and talked to about purpose and listened to about purpose and just some of the conclusions I've come around. This whole thing about finding your purpose and saying yes to purpose. 
Um, and what I'd like to do is to take this approach and, and talk to you about what I call the layers of pur purpose. I almost said purchase there, but the layers of purpose. Um, how we build purpose. And uh, if you can imagine a picture with me of one layer that's built on top of another layer. Um, and you can't get to the top layer of what purpose is until you have built the layer before that. And that's built on another layer underneath that. And, uh, and then ultimately a foundational layer. So I've got four layers of purpose that I want to share with you about today. And these four layers is the bottom one. The foundational one is to know that I'm made for purpose. The second layer is to surrender to purpose. The third layer is to live purpose. And then the last layer is to refine purpose. Uh, and those are just my own thoughts that I, I put together in this way. And, and I trust it'll make sense to you. So let's begin and talk about the first layer of purpose. When we come to purpose, what is the first thing we need to understand and be aware of? And it's simply this thought that we are made on a purpose, on purpose and for a purpose. We were made on purpose and for a purpose. I want to read for you Psalm 139 verse 19 to 16 where David writes in this beautiful psalm that is such a powerful and wonderful psalm. And he says the following in verse 13, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from me when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. This is an amazing thought that communicates to us, as so many other scriptures does, the sense that David had of being made on purpose and for a purpose. Um, J.I. Packer says, asks us the following question. He, he asks us, what is the best thing in life? What brings me more joy, delight, and contentment than anything else? And then he answers that question and he says, it is to know God. The knowing of God is the thing that ultimately gives us the most in life. Um, he carries on and he says this. Once you become aware that the main business that you are here for is to know God, most of life's problems fall into place of their own accord. He's trying to communicate to us this idea. That we were made to know God in all of life. To know Him in every season, phase and experience of life. The overarching, overriding purpose that we have. That you and I were made for on purpose and with this purpose is to know God. Is to know Him simply in everything of life. I often think of purpose as, a, as an, an analogy that I heard once of going on a cruise on a ship. And um, the, the overall direction of the ship, let's say I'm on a, on a cruise um, in the Mediterranean and I, I, I've left one port and I'm on my way to Rome. That's my, uh, or, or, you know, not Rome necessarily, but to some portal city. And I'm on my way and that's my destination. The cruise is taking me to that specific point. I'm going to there. That's where my cruise is going. That's my overriding pur uh, purpose. And so for us, the overriding purpose, the, the, the place where we're going to is to know God. But while I'm on this cruise, 
I could have lots of different purposes that I'm achieving on the cruise. So if you see me at any given moment on a cruise, I would be busy doing something. So I could be in the dining room eating a meal. Or I could be going towards my cabin to take some rest or to sleep for the evening. I could be going to a theater to watch something. I'd be moving around on the ship and busy with lots of different things and, and you know, smaller purposes, short-term purposes. Um, but all of that happens within the context of my bigger purpose, which is the direction that I'm going in. And I think that's what we have to understand about purpose in our lives. Our life was made to be about knowing God. That is the ultimate purpose we are living here for. Within that is to glorify God, but you can't glorify Him if you don't know Him. But it's to know Him, to, to know who He is. And, and when we say no, it's not a mental knowing merely. It's not merely an academic knowing, but it is to know Him in our, in our being, to, to be enthralled with Him, to experience Him, to live with Him. And that's our overriding purpose. Within that, there's lots of purpose events that happen. There's short-term, medium-term, longer-term purposes that we have, you know, in our journey here on earth. But all of that fits into this bigger purpose. And by the way, that's the purpose we're going to live for for eternities, to know Him, to worship Him, because we know Him. We get to know Him in all the experiences of our lives, don't we? It's not just on the mountaintop experiences. You know, when everything's going really well and it's wonderful, we get to know God in those spaces also, His goodness. But you know, there's so much of His goodness that we get to know in the value of the shadow of death also. In fact, having listened to so many people that go through really challenging times, like people that have lost, you know, ones close to them or you know, people that is dealing with cancer or whatever it may be. You know, the, the one thing they so often comment as Christians is it's, it was a terrible time. It was a difficult time. But yet in it, there was so much good because they got to know something about who God is and his goodness in those moments of great difficulty. And that's the reality. We get to know God in the good, in the good times, in the, in the wonderful times, in the celebratory times. And we get to know so much about him in the tough times. Some would even say we get to know more about him when life is hard. If we don't understand this and if we don't live our lives like this, then, then we end up living, looking for the mountaintop experiences. And living from mountaintop to mountaintop, merely tolerating the long periods in between where life is challenging and hard. Um, and not looking for his face, his face in every one of those situations. Not getting to know him. But thinking we can only get to know him when things all work together. When things align. When everything is perfect and right. Now I know God. No, I think we all know this to be true. That we get to know God everywhere. In every moment. In every time period and season of our lives. In every experience. We can get to know God. Timothy Keller, in speaking about Psalm 139, and particularly as he reflected on verse 7, which says the following, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Reminds us that 
we often think of the presence of God, the omnipresence of God, the fact that God is present everywhere, as almost as, as we think of how a gas fills a room. You know, when if you had to go into a room and open a gas canister, the gas would escape that canister and start filling the room. But what it means when a gas fills a room is its, its particles, its molecules, just move further away from one another till it covers the whole room. And that's often how we think of God's presence. It fills the, everything like, like these particles that just move further away from one another. But in the Hebrew, the word for presence is the word face. It's also the word face, the face of God. So when David writes, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? We can actually read that. Where can I flee from your face? And that tells us this is how God's presence works. God's presence is all of him everywhere in every moment. It is not I'm in God's presence, but I'm at the end of his being. While another person is closer to the middle of God's being, his presence isn't a diluted reality that covers creation. His presence is his face in every space and every moment. God is fully present everywhere at all time. That's difficult for us to grasp and to understand. But every moment that I'm experiencing every day, I can know God because he's fully present in that moment. He's fully present in that occasion. He's fully present in every reality. You see, we think of time as past, present and future. And that's our real experience. But we must remember God relates to time very differently because God is in the eternal present. It's, it, it, it's this picture of, if you think of a river that's snaking, you know, a big river that snakes through a countryside. Uh, if there are three ships on the river, one around each bend, then you can think that the one is the ship of the past, the one is the ship of the present, and the one is the ship of the future. And if you're standing on the ship of the past, you can't see the present or the future because they're around the bend, each of them. You, you're only aware of that ship at that moment. And that's what we are like. We, we are on that river moving through time, and, and we can only know that moment. But God sits on a mountaintop overlooking the whole of the river. And he can see the ship that's the past, the present, and the future all at once. He knows the end from the beginning, as the scripture says. He is everywhere in every moment at every time. I can know him in everything. I was made for this purpose, on purpose, with this purpose, to know him. Can I get to know God in every moment of every day? That's the first layer. The second layer, to build on top of that, is to surrender to purpose, to surrender to the purpose that he has made me for, to, to surrender to this purpose, first of all, of getting to know him and make all my life about knowing him and living with him. So a couple of scriptures that tells us about this. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 to 20 says, I'm not my own. I was bought at a price. Psalm 40 verse 8, I delight to do your will. Luke 22 verse 42, not my will, but yours be done. Philippians 1 verse 21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Galatians 2 20, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Jesus Christ now lives within me. We cannot live God's purpose if we are continuing to, to pursue our own purpose. We have to surrender to what his purpose is. 
Oswald Chambers in the, his famous book, My Utmost for His Highest, said the following. True surrender is not simply surrender of our external life, but surrender of our will. And once that is done, surrender is complete. The greatest crisis we ever face is the surrender of our will. Yet until that, uh, and yet God never forces a person, person's will to, into surrender and he never begs. He patiently waits until that person willingly yields to him. And once that battle has been fought, it never needs to be fought again. We have to surrender our will. Not my will be done, Lord, but your will. I want different things in life. Perhaps if we're honest, you know, we don't always want to know God in every situation. We want to know our own will. We want to know ourselves. I think we often want to know ourselves more than we want to know God. We want to be known more than we want to know. We, we desire to know how we will feel about a situation and how we will react in a situation and how, how what we want can be done. But can we surrender and say, Lord, I want to know you in, in everything. To say yes to purpose starts by saying a big yes to surrendering to his lordship and is then lived out in a million yeses to his will in every day, in every moment. In all things, I want to know him and to live that knowledge out. I experienced this so recently during 2020 and 2021. You know, I, I had to lead our community through so many changes and uncertainties and challenges and, uh, and just struggles and trials and, you know, difficult things that people were going through. And, and I found myself at the end of 2021 spending so much time thinking about the next. And I realized I wasn't in the present anymore. I wasn't living in the present anymore. I was never fully present anymore. Whether it was with my family, whether it was with people, whether it was wherever in a responsibility I had, my mind was always on the next. And therefore, I wasn't in the grace of God of the I am. I was about the I will be or what's next. What else must I do? And, and so when I had a bit of time to break away, I realized, man, I have to change that and begin to live far more in the present and be present with God because he's in the present. I can only know him in that moment. And so what that meant for me is when this year started and, and went to a whole new level of, of difficulty and challenge and, and craziness, I had to at times stop in the, it, when I was feeling at my most frustrated, at my most overwhelmed, at my most just not knowing what to do, even upset about things heartache. In those moments, I had to stop and say, Lord, I want to know you right now in this moment. In this moment of my pain and my frustration, my uncertainty, I want to know you. And I want to come to you to say, Lord, give me answers merely. I don't want to come to you and say, help me merely. I want to say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you. And what was amazing for me is in those moments of struggle, Knowing who God is, knowing what he is like, what he does, completely changed for me how I could respond in those moments. How I could deal with moments like that. Now, it's a journey. I'm still learning so much. But God is not our problem solver. He's our father. He's our friend. He's present with us in everything. Now, when I get to know him in the midst of those situations, he does help me, does give me 
answers, but I get so much more than just an answer. I get to know him more. And then I get to surrender to what he wants. And surrender is not a passive thing. It's a very active exchange of what I would be in a situation towards what God would be in a situation. And then he gives me the grace and the strength to reflect him in that situation, to be more like him and to make him known to others in that situation as I surrender to him. That's what God's inviting you to, to surrender to his will. Now that's the second layer, surrender to purpose. Give in to knowing God in every situation. Make it your daily practice to say, Lord, I want to know you today. Make your, it your practice in the moments that you're facing to say, Lord, I want to know you. Because when I know him and surrender to knowing him and make everything in my life about knowing him, then I can live the purpose. That's the next layer. First layer is made for purpose. Second layer is surrender to purpose. Then the layer that goes on top of that is to live for purpose everywhere, always. Once I realize I'm made for the purpose of knowing him and surrender to that in every place and moment I can live my life where I can surrender to him in every moment, I can then live my life on purpose. I'm not looking for purpose as a place somewhere in the future, somewhere I have to arrive at, somewhere that hopefully one day I'm going to get to and perhaps one day I will discover my purpose. But I am actually beginning to live purpose in every moment of every day. Even the most drab events of my life is colored with meaning and purpose when I realize I am living my purpose. My, 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 the most Simple moment that you can think of today is a moment in the purpose of God. You are living that moment on purpose and with a purpose. I can, I can get in every day to be a witness of who God is. You see, that's the end result of knowing God is you witness him and you can begin to be a witness for him. Natasha has been studying the book of Exodus and she's doing it with the ladies in both communities also and has been sharing about just this amazing thought that we as believers have an unbroken record recorded for us through thousands of years of history by thousands and thousands of people's stories about the testimony that they have of who God is. We have this unbroken witness, this record of witness of who God is. Our story is not a new story. It's not yesterday's story. It's the story of thousands of years ago. People may look at you today and say, but your, your, what you know about God is so silly. But do you know that your story is the continuation of the story of thousands of people for thousands of years before you that have all testified and witnessed to who God is? That all of us, we are this, this ongoing river of testimony of who God is. That the scripture records the most difficult situations or the most wonderful situations, the miraculous moments, the tribulation moments. And in all of that, there are people that testify of who God is. Job, having suffered so much, is a testimony to us that stands up and says, God is good. Moses testified. Abraham testified. Sarah testified. Esther testified. Ruth testified. The prophets testified. 
Paul testified, Mark, John, Luke, Matthew, Stephen, Priscilla, Aquila. These people all testified. And that's why in Hebrews 12, it says we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. People that have witnessed who God is, that have seen him and that have testified to us about the goodness of God. That's them living their purpose. And we are the continuation of that purpose. We get in our day, in our time to be the witnesses of who God is. And then to testify of what we have gotten to know about him and who he is. Tomorrow this time, you are going to be testifying, living the testimony of who God is. When you are racing to the next meeting, if you are sending out an invoice, if you're teaching a class, looking for employment, making a delivery, helping children with homework, drinking coffee with a friend, caring for an elderly parent, whatever you're doing tomorrow, you can be doing that on purpose, with a purpose. And that purpose is, God, I want to know you now in this moment. And as you get to know God in every moment of life, life is filled with purpose. It's colored with meaning and purpose. Can you see how I don't have to search for my purpose as something outside, something far removed from me, something to, to hopefully achieve one day, but something I can do in every moment of every day, because it's about him. It's this great privilege isn't, is knowing him and knowing him, his thoughts, his ways about how to run a meeting, what to share with my friend as I'm having coffee with him, how to help my children. That's the meaning of life. That's the, the grand purpose of life. Our every moment is filled with purpose because we are testifying about who God is. We are, as the scripture says, a royal priesthood. That scripture comes from 1 Peter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are going to be declaring his praises tomorrow through your life of worship in whatever your front line is. You get to worship him and declare him in that space to the principalities and powers in the air, as well as to the people around you. You are a declaration. You are the witness of who God is. In Romans 8 verse 28, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who has been called according to his purposes. We get to show the good of who God is. That verse doesn't mean that every situation works out for my favor necessarily, and that every problem gets solved the way that I think it should be solved. It's far more than that. Yes, there's solutions to our problems and answers to our prayers and, and things work out for us, but it's far more than that. The great good is that God will be made known. And in every situation, God works for that good of those who love him, who, who seek him, who make him their treasure and their purpose, and who live according to that purpose. God well, no matter what happens in your life tomorrow, none of us know what's coming ahead of us tomorrow. But everything that comes is an opportunity to know God and to make him known. And that's why Jesus could say in Matthew 18, 28, verse 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is with you as we go by his spirit. He's with each of us every day as we go and live this testimony of who he is by finding his purpose, finding him meaning 
in everything in life. Once I've built these three layers, which is in a sense the very general things that we all have in common. We all have this purpose in common. We all are to, made for a purpose. We all need to surrender to purpose and we all get to live the purpose. Once I've built these three layers and have said yes to Jesus in these three areas of my life, then I can get to the capstone, the final layer, which is where I can actually refine purpose and refine it in terms of my individuality and who I am and what is my unique contribution to knowing God and fulfilling that purpose. You see, our challenge is we want to start here so often, is we want to know what is my purpose. We want to, because we want to feel special, we want to, we want to know that I'm unique and special, and, and we are, but we can make that too important and or or we get it the wrong way around, and we want that first. I first want to know, what is my purpose? What is my unique gifting? How am I uniquely made? And then thinking that if I've got that, then I can do the rest. But actually, this comes, this is the top. This is the, the final layer built on the other three layers. Only when I know my purpose is to know God. When I surrender to that purpose and make everything in my life about living that purpose. It's then when it makes sense where God starts showing me and revealing to me my individual purpose more fully. And we have, each of us are uniquely made to reflect who God is, to make him known. We will know him all a little different from one another, not wholesale different, but a little different from one another because we are different. We see different things in him, slightly different. We're more sensitive in one area, then the next person is in another area to who God is. Therefore, we get to know him. And because we are uniquely crafted, as David said in Psalm 139 um, that I read for you right at the beginning, when he said these amazing words, he said, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. God saw you before you existed. He saw you already. He knew you. He dreamt you. He planned you. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God has this view of your life, the past, present and future, because he can see it all at once. And he has, he has purposed you for life to reveal him, to know him, to make him known. And you do that slightly differently than what I do. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. God prepared you. The scripture says, carry on. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. God framed you, built you for specific types of good works. And to serve him in a specific way. He prepared you. And as you know, our word for the year is unimaginable good that God has prepared for us. God has prepared unimaginable good for you on your front line, wherever you find yourself this time tomorrow. God has prepared unimaginable good for you to reveal the good of knowing him and making him known. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul expounds on this a bit further. Let me just read for you from verse 4 to 7. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. There's this individuation that happens, this, this amazing thing that God does where he spreads his giftings abroad in us 
all for the common good by the same spirit empowered, but we do it all slightly different. And we have different gifts in the body. We have different callings in the body. And each of us get to refine that and understand more as we seek God to know him in every situation. More and more we will discover who we are and how we are fitted and, uh, and put together and joined with others to make him known. Paul carries on to use that analogy of the body. And I'm just going to read 1 Corinthians 12 verse 12 for you. It says, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one's body. So it is with Christ. I am made unique and special. And that uniqueness can only come out and flourish. Because I know that I'm made on purpose with a purpose. And that purpose is firstly to know God. That becomes the, the meaning of my life overall. I get to pursue that. Believers that have been in prison cells, like Paul, like others, will testify of being locked in, but having the privilege of getting to know God in those moments, actually being focused and, and end up seeing their imprisonment as a secluded opportunity to get to know God. Whether it's in a prison cell or a palace, I can get to know God. I can get to know who he is and something about him. And then I can give my life for that purpose and say, Lord, I want to in every day seek you to know you. And then I live that purpose out. I begin to reflect that, the knowing of God in my context, in my front line, in every space I find myself in every moment of my life. I get to see him and then reflect who he is. And then I can refine that into the unique ways that I will get to do that and reflect who God is. But you know, the more you seek your purpose, the harder it is to find it. But the more you seek to know God, the more he makes it known to you and gives it to you and reveals it to you and gives you the grace to live his purpose. We can't live purpose on our own. We can't do it. It's impossible because if it's all about knowing him, then how can I do it on my own to begin with? But even if I know him, I can't live him out without him. He is the, he is the blood that courses through everything. He's the energy of life. He's everything that makes sense in everything. And this is what I get to live. So the more I look for him, the more I will find purpose in the everything, everyday things of life. And then also in my unique and special contribution. God has a purpose and I get to be part of that. I want to invite you to say yes to purpose. Say yes to Jesus today. Perhaps you're frustrated. Perhaps you feel overwhelmed like I did just not too long ago. Perhaps you're feeling stuck. Perhaps you're feeling lost, concerned. Then today I want to say to you, Start again by saying, Lord, I want to know you. Now you may say, I'm a long time believer. and I've journeyed with God for long. I understand that. But every day begins with, I want to know you, Lord. And can we start there again and say, Lord, I want to know you. And then can you say, Lord, I want to surrender my life to this purpose of knowing you. I invite you to come into every moment. Help me to be aware of you to be more present with you, to live my life with you. Then secondly, to say, Lord, how do I live out that which I know about you? How do I be a witness of you? How do I testify of you? 
and, and testify we've always made it about words and it is definitely includes proclamations and words about God. But it's more than that. It's a life we live that is this testimony that we know God. And then thirdly, Lord, what a, help me then to refine so that I can be the best that I can be in terms of the purpose and do the most for you because what you've gifted me with. I think as we do that, God will help us unfold more and more of who we are. But even if I don't know exactly what my refined purpose is, there's so much that I can already find purposely in life. So I want to pray with you. Won't you pray with me today and, and say yes to Jesus in purpose? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want to say yes to you today. Thank you that you have come that we may know the Father. And we want to know you, Lord. We want to know you in the mountaintops. We want to know you in the valley. We want to know you in the mundane. We want to know you in the exciting. We want to know you in the fear, times of fear and doubt. We want to know you in the thrilling times of victory. We want to know you, Lord. And therefore, we surrender our lives to you and we, and we open it up and we say everywhere, in every moment, in every space and time, let us know you, Lord. Come, reveal yourself to us. I want to know you. And then thank you, Lord, that you give me the grace and the strength to reflect you, to be the witness of who you are. What I've experienced and learned about you through my life's journey, I can add that to the testimony with the great cloud of witnesses that testify about who you are, how good and how wonderful you are. Help me, Lord, to live that. And then I ask, Lord, that you would help me refine my purpose. Get, help me to get to know me as you know me, to know my strengths, to know my weaknesses, to know my particular set of giftings. What is my primary giftings? What are my secondary giftings? How do I serve the body? What is my role within the body that is about this witness of knowing you? Help me, Lord, to live my witness in my particular way. And I thank you that you will do that because you are faithful. I surrender to you today and I say yes to purpose in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with me. You're so welcome to connect with us. You can send us an email at talktous at hatfield.co.za if you would love to engage with us furthermore. Please remember also our broadcast on ETV on a Sunday morning on ETV Extra at 6 o'clock and on ETV at 7 o'clock. And then you're also welcome to join us online for our services or come on site with us if you're in the area around. So may the Lord bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week filled with His purpose. Bye.